There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt Bernard, and Mike Bellina. And we'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant. Bradshaw and Bryant. Walzer Automotive continues to grow. They think it's because of their upfront pricing, no haggle or hassle sales experience, and working with one person from start to finish. I think we all know it's because of the loyal podcast listeners. I've said it a million times before. I won't endorse a company that I don't believe in, and Walzer's no exception. I've bought several cars from them, as has my family. I know what you're thinking. Tommy got some special deal. Well, the truth is we pay the Walzer best price just like everyone else. Walzer will sell about 35,000 cars this year, and you can't do that if your prices aren't great. Do yourself a favor. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. What song is that? In God's Country, Joshua Tree. Oh, from Joshua Tree, there you go. I bet they're playing that in uh, Ireland right now. You can drink on Good Friday. You can drink on Good Friday there? Yeah. Yeah. The, the pubs, in the pubs. After Easter Sunday. I didn't know you could. there was any day that you couldn't drink in Ireland. Yeah, apparently the pubs have been closed for the past 90 years on Good Friday. Really? 
until today. Really? Wow. Yeah. Since 1927. I didn't know that at all. Uh, New knowledge see, for your would... Good Friday. Uh, and Passover. Wait, uh, so was that yesterday? I thought tomorrow. you weren't supposed to drink during Lent. I, I thought yeah. Easter Sunday, you were supposed to start to drink in the Monday after Easter. Yeah, that's what I thought. I don't know. They keep changing all the rules. Yeah, I suppose that's true. And every every area seems to have their own rules of Catholicism. <laughs> yeah, what is that all about? I don't know. It's just tradition, I think, most of it. Yeah, I guess so. I, Are I, you with us, Tom? Honey, I'm trying to get six billion things done at the same time, because uh, here's the problem. <laughs> Sounds like a bad idea. Yeah, well... Your multitasking is not But the problem, fruitful. The problem is my computer fr- froze up again. I have to get a new computer. I really do. This computer no, freezes up year. constantly, and I don't know why that is. Uh, I've been having troubles, too. I, don't, I, I think maybe their upgrade did something. I, I guess. Know. I don't know. The upgrade, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's not frozen. It just typed. It's just lagging. Well, it spelled his name wrong. So it the the computer spelled his name wrong on your email. So here's what I'm <laughs> see. See this? What I'm trying to get rid of it right there, and I can't get rid of it. You see how it won't get rid of it? it just, Use a different browser. Pull your jets. Yeah, my browser sucks. I think it's the Out, browser. Is it Outlook? Outlook sucks. That's Firefox. That's Firefox. Yeah, I think I think the computers are all trying to go to Chrome. Oh, really? I think so. Because I, through my North Star MLS stuff for my uh, real estate thing, if I don't use Chrome, I can't access a lot of things now. Safari just doesn't work anymore. Okay, I'm going to go back to that. See, it just won't, I have to do that. Oh, my God. There, finally. Yeah, you're right. Do we need to take a break? No, we don't need to take a break. It's just, (laughs) uh, this computer drives me so crazy, I don't know what the hell and it's, it's so you don't think it's a computer. You think it's it's Outlook. It's I think it's bad. Good Friday. You didn't you didn't uh, pray. Do whatever you're supposed to do. All right, just hold on a second. <laughs> there, just go away, all of you. There we go. Okay, so no, I mean seriously, people have these same problems. Uh, this is so. This is what I should do is go with this. Yep, trying to go to Chrome. Okay, well let's. You gotta wait one second after right, you press I, on I it. I will do this afterward, but I Thank just. Thank God. Yeah, it's not coming up. It will. I hate computers so much. I really do. I just hate them so much. As I can't it loads, even tell he closes you. out. Yeah, because I'm gonna. I have to go to the news <laughs> part of it. I don't know. Here's the problem I have. Really, uh, is I'm trying to decide if we should talk at all about the the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando, or just completely ignore it. What happened because, like a year ago? So no, they found her years. innocent. They did not this morning. Yes, they, they did, did. not. Of yes, course they, they did. did. Yeah, they found her not guilty. So she's a poor Muslim woman. Of course well, they and did. She's stupid. That was their defense. Their, I think. Fe- their defense was, "I'm an idiot." I their guess. defense was, "I'm a moron." That's not okay. I, I, just, I mean, even if you're, I, I've known a lot of stupid people in my life, and a lot of them know the difference between right and wrong. Even children. Yeah. Three years old, know the difference between right and wrong. You can't exactly say they're geniuses quite yet. And well, I'm sure all the jurors feel very progressive today. Yeah, I'm sure oh they do. Now, and that's why I, I don't know if I wanted to bring it up or not. It's 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 a holiday. Well, it's not. Yeah, it is a holiday weekend for a lot of people. A lot of people aren't working today, so it is a holiday for them. And it's such a such a heavy subject. Once again, if you're such a moron and you didn't know what he was doing, why did you text him and ask him if he was okay during the shooting? 
I thought if you're a moron, how do you know how to do that? Well, a text message is hard to figure out what that could be all about. He could have been just acting extremely weird the last couple of days. So what I'm going to do is don't know. I'm going to read the story and then I'm going to withhold comment on it because it's it is what it is. The widow of Pulse nightclub gunman Omar Mateen has been found not guilty of charges that she helped him plan the 2016 massacre that left 49 people dead. Nor Solomon had been charged with obstruction and providing material support to a terrorist organization, and she faced life in prison if convicted. The jury, however, cleared her on all charges per the AP. The jurors deliberated over three days before reaching their verdict, asking several questions about the charges and closely examining the statement she made to the FBI in the hours after the attack. Prosecutors said Solomon and her husband scouted out potential targets together, including Disney World. And she knew he was buying ammunition for his AR-15 in preparation for the jihadi attack. Uh, She knew that he had a sick fascination with violent jihadi videos and an affinity for Islamic State group websites and gave him a green light to commit terrorism, prosecutors said. Defense attorneys described Salman as an easily manipulated woman with a low IQ. They said Salman, who was born in California to Palestinian parents, was abused by her husband who cheated on her with other women and concealed much of his life from her. I just don't know. Is it not true that the reason that Omar Mateen picked this club is because it was a gay club? He wanted to kill as many homosexuals as he possibly could. I'm not. You know what? I don't know. Well, that's that was the original story. And I don't know. I guess. I wasn't on the jury. I wasn't there. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem is, I mean, there's certain things you have to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt. And if you can't do that, then, you know, circumstantial stuff actually does play into a lot of things. But yeah. you still have to prove it. I just, I, I understand you have to prove it. But, but again, it's a situation where I just hope they're not going to encourage other people saying, oh, well... If you can do all of that and get away with it in America, maybe I'll do something. That's ha- my only concern. What happened to the one out in California? That there was another situation. That was what five years ago. Um, well, they're, they were they're tr- going to dead, try. I thought they were going to try some of the family members because they said that they knew about how many guns they were, he was stashing and they knew all kinds of stuff. I yeah, don't remember I don't hearing anything about that. Yeah, I never, I never heard anything about that. Look, I, I all San I can Bernardino do, or whatever. All I can do in America now, hosting a show, is I can report the news the way it is, and I, I just, you know, I'm I'm not in a situation where I hate anyone because of this, or I hate certain people. That's not at all what I'm saying. I'm I'm just saying my hope and my wish is that this doesn't encourage other people to do things as heinous as this psychotic Omar Mateen did. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying a word about her. I just hope that it, uh, I don't know. I'm just, here's what I love. Uh, The cologne you're wearing is making me feel uncomfortable. But uh, your husband uh, went on and on and on about killing people and jihadi revenge or whatever. And you didn't report him to the police. Why weren't you uncomfortable with that? I just, where did we get lost here with, I'm uncomfortable because of the way you're talking to me, but you can go on and on and on about uh, jihadi uh, slayings, and that doesn't make me uncomfortable. Well, don't you think everything is really just a little power play? It's all it is. I can, that, I, so it I smell now. your cologne, so now I've got the power to complain. Yeah. I think the complaint 
are now some sort of weird power structure. I, I mean, it's twisted and it doesn't make any sense, but I think that's what it's all about. I think we have right now lost our way so badly into what's really important. I think we have just lost our way in America and we have no idea what the hell we're doing. We have no idea what we're doing. You know, are our children safe? I did not know this, but apparently Marjorie Stoneman is an upscale, even though it was a public school, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in an upscale neighborhood. And so now, now they're saying, well, this is not just an inner city thing. This uh, can happen in upscale neighborhoods as well. Well, the problem, as far as I can tell, is that they never did anything to this kid, even though the kid was a complete nutbag who threatened people constantly and had committed violent, violent acts before, they did nothing about it. That's right. I mean, That's I, who I, I just, think you should go after, the people that allow that to happen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, how can we say, on one hand, you're making me uncomfortable, but a few people are unsafe, that's too bad, because we really can't do anything about the guy who's acting like a complete psychotic. I don't understand what you're thinking. Well, why aren't the, the students should be uncomfortable having him in class if he's violent and carrying bullets in his backpack. Uh, yeah, I would say the same thing. Showing them. Showing them that he had uh, bullets in his backpack and he got away with that. So know. bringing a screwdriver to school is unsafe, but bringing bullets to school is okay. I don't get it. I don't understand you people at all. I really do not understand you. Arnold Schwarzenegger had emergency open-heart surgery on Thursday in Los Angeles, TMZ reports. Sources tell the outlet that the 70-year-old action star was at Cedars-Sinai for a catheter valve replacement. There were complications from the surgery, and doctors decided Schwarzenegger needed the emergency operation. Sources say the former California governor is, in, is stable and recovering. Schwarzenegger had a previous heart surgery to replace an aortic valve in 1997 which he blamed on a congenital condition. I've never felt sick or had any symptoms at all, but I knew I'd have to take care of this condition sooner or later, the Los Angeles Times quotes him as saying at the time. I said to the doctors, let's do it now while I'm young and healthy. Well, you're not healthy. What do you mean, let's do it now while I'm young? First of all, you're not young. You're young, 70. Young-ish and healthy-ish. Yes, young-ish and healthy-ish and healthy we'll go with. Um, I would say this, ladies and gentlemen. Do not go anywhere near steroids. No. I have so many friends who are dead because I don't know if there's a steroid lifestyle, uh, the steroid and cocaine combination, the drinking and cocaine and steroid combination. It's all of them. It's all of them. Nobody just takes steroids. No, they don't. That's exactly right. Steroids aren't something you get high off of. He took those probably for bodybuilding, right? Oh, God, yes. I have a headache. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. It might be a tumor. Oh, God, it's just wonderful. Cop. <laughs> that's, that, it might be a tumor. That's Andy. Andy, this hurts over here. What is this? Oh, you probably have pancreatic cancer. Thank you, honey. Thanks. Thank not you. I'm not asking you anymore. I fear I feel much much better now. I'm really <laughs> happy that you pointed that out. So, well, so yes, that's good that uh, that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger got uh, an operation that he needed. I'm glad to hear that. It makes totally uh, totally good sense to me. It really does. This does not, however. Ren and Stimpy creator John Crickfalusi, Crickfalusi. K-R-I-C-F-A-L-U-S-I. I don't really know how to Crick pronounce it. That's I think a tough it would be one. Crick Falusi, I think it would be. It's seen as something of an uh, elder statesman of, uh, statesman of animation, but two former employees. Uh, he seems more like a dirty old man. Robin Bird. 
Really? Your last name is Bird and you name your daughter Robin? Tweet, tweet, honey. Robin Bird and Tweety Bird, the brother and sister combo. And Katie Rice, well, shouldn't you name her either white or brown? <laughs> wild? Uh, wild. Yeah, Wild Rice. That'd be a good name. <laughs> Say they were in their early teens when, and Crick Falusi was nearly 40 when he contacted and groomed them, sending them art supplies and promising to get their careers in animation started at his Spumco studio. BuzzFeed reports, Bird ended up leaving her home in Tucson to live with Crick Falusi as his girlfriend and an intern in Los Angeles in 1997 when she was 16 years old. Mm. He was 40, she was 16. Not good. Their relationship was an open secret, former colleagues said, despite the fact that California's age of consent is 18. She says he told her the 25-year age difference was romantic. Bird was with Crick Falusi off and on for the next five years, but she says she regrets getting swept up in the relationship. He ruined a good bit of my childhood and my early adulthood. He gave me PTSD and forced me to change careers, Bird says. She no longer works in animation. Her former colleague, artist Katie Rice, says she began communicating with Crick Falusi when she was only 14 years old. She says his creepy behavior when she was a minor included masturbating over the phone to a 14-year-old. She says his creepy behavior when uh, she was a minor included masturbating over the phone. Rice says that while they uh, never had a physical relationship, he persistently sexually harassed her when she started working for Spumco at age 18. She says she left after he joked about raping her. Hilarious rape jokes. Yes, hilarious. And alleges uh, she found child porn on his computer. A lawyer for Crick Falusi, who is now 62, says the animator did have a 16-year-old girlfriend when he was 41, though he was struggling with alcoholism at the time and diagnosed with mental illness in 1998. So here it comes now. I, my IQ is low. I'm stupid. I'm mentally ill. I'm an alcoholic. It's, this is what, so exactly what, what I'm I saying about these things. Yeah. This is making me very nervous with all these people. Uh, we'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Did you know that 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years. But did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed. And I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so called up the folks at Whiting Clinic, and they helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery and clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to reserve today. Space is limited, so don't delay. That's 855-555-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. Everything. 
listen, you're getting all religious today, Melina. What's that all about? Well, you know, Good Friday. It is Good Friday. You're making him work. (laughs) You're not making anybody work. Not the issue here at all is making people work. Yes. Well, in other words, we're making we you have the day work. Off. That's what we're talking about here. Actually, it's not Melina. We're talking about you working. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Yes. Uh, Jude, Mike, you are sick. Mike Melina brought this up. Jude likes to lick my legs. That's so why she said, "Jude, weird. you're sick." Mike brought this up earlier. For the first time in 91 years, thirsty Irish folk can get a pint in a pub on Good Friday since 1927. A law has required bars to keep closed on the holiday, which has traditionally seen drinkers gather in homes or on booze-selling trains. So you <laughs> we got try, around that law. You can try to stop Somehow. me from drinking all you want, but it isn't going to work. <laughs> Somehow we one, got around the law. The one day you can't drink and they go to a train full of booze. <laughs> a train full of booze. Well, you know, got to get it where you can. <laughs> In January, however, Ireland's parliament passed legislation that ended the one-day prohibition. The Irish Times reports visitors to bars early Friday were pretty chill about the whole thing, though a doorman noted there were older people saying it's a disgrace. Uh, Bar owners will be happy. The Vintners uh, Federation of Ireland expects the move to generate as much as $49 million in alcohol sales Per the BBC. And how much in taxes for the government? Yeah, I don't know how the taxes are in Ireland. I, they're nowhere near as bad as they are in the United States. I know that. Wait, $49 million in one day. That's what they're saying. There are 4.7 million people in Ireland. Uh-oh. So that would mean everyone in Ireland would have to spend $10 in alcohol just on that day. Every person in Ireland would have to spend, spend $10. Even the wow. babies. Yeah. <laughs> Even the babies get drunk. <laughs> so basically, everyone in Ireland drinks at least two drinks a day. Hmm. Uh, kind of seems like it. Kind of looks like it. Well, I think they can. I, I think that can't they drink in a bar at fourteen? Uh, as long as you're with your parents. <laughs> no, it's true. I you, just, you have to be 14. with your parents. I'm not making that up. You can drink in Ireland at 14 years old or 15 years old, one or the other. But as... you have to be with your parents. Who do they think they are? Well, Wisconsin. Yeah. Exactly. How about the guy called in this morning on the morning show? He's talking about he's an over-the-road trucker. He cannot tell you how many times that women have have honked at him and then pulled their shirts up to show him him their breasts. People having sex in cars. (laughs) He's had mothers with children in the back seat pull up their shirts. It's like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Seriously. First of all, do you think that's safe? Have this massive truck and he's looking at you rather than the road? Probably not. Probably not a good plan. Uh, he didn't think it was a... But he said... The reason I thought of that is because he said, you know, in Minnesota, I was driving... Oh, but Wisconsin, forget it. It's much worse over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm upping People it from... don't uh, have enough to do. 80%. I'm going 85% now are just too stupid. People yeah. in general. Yeah. I'm telling you. Uh, I, you know, it's 85% of people that are just too stupid to understand anything anymore. I don't know what the hell happened. Jesus, people are dim. <laughs> well, they are. I just, oh, yeah. I, I, I'm unsafe. No, you're uncomfortable, and you shouldn't be uncomfortable because someone next to you is wearing a shirt. I mean, settle down with this me, 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 more me now. Everything's about me. Ugh. Do you Laura, think, sorry. 
I said, do, I was going to say, do you think that, you know, we were talking to that um, author the other day about about this kind of stuff, and what I, I was, what kind of struck me was, since we're getting so into ourselves and not communicating with people face to face, and everything's getting, you know, everybody's becoming more isolated. Even mm-hmm. though they're out, they're isolated because they're listening to music in their headphones. They're not really paying attention to their surroundings. They're not right. saying hello and stuff to people. Uh, you can't really strike up a conversation with somebody who's got headphones on. Blah blah blah. Um. That has, if you're so isolated, you you don't develop social no. skills. No, you don't. And that whole "it's all about me" is really a two to three year old mentality. I oh, mean, yeah. that's really scary. Oh, there's no doubt about it. It's, yeah, it's like the terrible twos. Everybody now in America is in the terrible twos. Doesn't yeah. matter how old they are. That's not good. That's not good at all. Laura Ingram offered an apology to Parkland School shooting survivor David Hogg on Thursday after multiple major advertisers heeded his call to pull their ads from her Fox News show. Hogg, who has become a prominent gun control advocate since the mass shooting. I'm sorry, sir, and I know it's a family name, but there is no way I would go through one my one life on earth named Mr. Hogg. I'm just not doing it. And it's, What's wrong with that? It's not Hogg. It's H-O-G-G, Hogg. H-O-G-G. Hog. What would that be short for? What would they have shortened know. it from? They must have shortened it from Higgins think, or something. I don't know. I think it was Hoggy or something like that? I don't know. I would have kept it Hoggy. Hogg, who has become a prominent gun control advocate since the mass shooting call for the boycott after Ingram taunted him for whining about being rejected from colleges, the New York Times reports on reflection in the spirit of Holy Week. I apologize for any upset or hurt my tweet caused him or any of the brave victims of Parkland. Ingram tweeted Thursday, inviting the 17-year-old to appear on a show. At least nine advertisers have announced their intention to boycott Ingram's show, including TripAdvisor, Nestle, Hulu, Wayfair, Nutrish, and Stitch Fix reports the uh, Hill. In our view, these statements focused on a high school student cross the line of decency. TripAdvisor said Hogg rejected Ingram's apology, noting that it was only issued after advertisers started pulling out. I will only accept your apology if you denounce the way your network has treated my friends and I, it would be in me, in this fight. It's time to love thy neighbor, not mudsling at children. The Washington Post notes that the episode shows the Parkland survivors have power not just in organizing rallies, but in spurring corporate America to act. So what did he say that she responded to? I have no idea what what these people are talking about. I don't either. That's why I was was waiting when you were reading the story for for somebody to say something. Well, apparently she came out and criticized or made fun of him for not getting into certain colleges he applied to. So he went on Twitter and said that he didn't get it accepted into any college and she said stop whining so what what did him not getting accepted into any college have to do with the the stoneman shooting nothing well i don't understand but he's a hollywood darling right now so oh he is yeah so i don't understand so why was he complaining about not getting into any college because Uh, now someone is going to bankroll him and he's going to get into college and he knows it look i don't i don't know so i wish i could find the story because i'm looking for it and i don't know if they just removed it or whatever uh i wonder what all those comments have to say about that are there yeah gee i wonder yeah there's a lot of comments 560 it said 560 where uh Go up. See that great oh, big red there. thing? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, 
this is on Newser too, so this is a, uh, this is a pretty left leaning website. So uh, um, there. Do we even have to say left leaning what news? Well, no, I just, anymore. I just don't no, want people thinking, you know, I'm taking like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to, I don't want people to think I'm taking the position like, oh, well, he's just going to some, you know, conservative website and getting their comments. Hogg always wanted to be in journalism. CNN even reported this in the first days. Uh, when Hogg's family moved to Florida several years ago, they chose Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in part for the different activities and programs it offered, one of which is TV production. He's never tried to hide the fact it's why he hopped on his bike and rode to school hours after he got home that day to document. I don't understand. I what the hell does all of this mean? I would like. Well, isn't you... he the kid that is really that started the marches? He's, yeah. he's one of the people that whatever billionaire special interest group decided should be their face. Yeah. Oh, so he, was he handpicked? But I oh, don't... they're acting like this is some grassroots campaign. Oh, yeah. And that they somehow got a hundred thousand people to organize a concert in like a week. Well, it, yeah, was, it did start out as a, it did start out as a grassroots campaign. It well, just it just spread like wildfire because of social yeah. media. But I someone bet. explained to me what does not him not getting into colleges have to do with the shooting. He's a media hero. Everyone's just going to fawn over him until but, he's But there's dead. no connection there, is there? Nope. Did he say there was a connection? So nope. wait a minute. I don't understand. So he gets up, <laughs> so and we're talking about trying to keep children from being shot in their own school. What does him not getting into college have anything to do with that? What am I missing? I like I said, a college is absolutely going to say... We thought he was super brave, so he can come to our college. I would bet my house on it. And he knows it. I don't. I don't so just, basically, he was using his fame to get something. Well, I don't. I, boy, I certainly don't understand. I don't understand that story at all. What the hell one has to do with the other? I, it just makes no sense. It's a non-story. What I, what I would like to focus on, at Marjorie Stoneman, uh, are the the was it seventeen children, the people, not just children, but a total of seventeen people were killed. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I think that's what you should focus on. I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I won't say anymore because I have no idea what the hell this is all about. I'm trying to look for uh, how this all started, what he said, and that what Laura uh, Ingram okay. said. And it's Here's impossible. a little bit of something on CNN Media. Okay. Ingram apologized for her remarks on Thursday after Hogg had urged his followers on Twitter to apply pressure on sponsors of her program. The Ingraham, Ingraham Angle? Ingram. Ingram. But Hogg, the 17-year-old senior at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, who has emerged as a new leader in the nationwide movement for new gun laws mm-hmm. following the shooting last month at the school, has been dismissive of her apology and continued to call for an ad boycott of her show. So but, she's obviously mad at him but we don't for know doing all that. What I still can't find what the hell he said, and she said, oh, stop whining. She tweeted out a story from the right-wing website Daily Wire about Hogg's rejection from four different colleges. David Hogg rejected by four colleges to which he applied and whines about it, she said. Uh, so that's what she is getting in trouble for. But, but here's what I don't understand. What does him not getting into college have anything to do with the shooting? 
It doesn't have anything to do with it, but he's trying. He's pro gun laws, and she's obviously not. Well, so no, see, this is this, it's all turning into a, just a stupid thing. This is a big problem that I have now with arguments and dragging, you know, other companies into it and all the rest of it. I don't. I'm not taking a side in this deal between Laura Ingram and, as a matter of fact, the one time I talked to Laura Ingram on the KQ Morning Show after she disconnected, I said that woman is nuts. You did? Yeah. Isn't so, she from Minnesota? No, I don't think so. I thought she was from Minnesota. Maybe she was originally. But uh, but uh, what I try to do is find, and when, when these big brouhaha's kick up, I try to find out what really started them all, and you can never find out what started it all. What, what the beginning shot, the begin, and I, I guess that was a horrible choice of words, the beginning shot that was fired. I didn't mean it that way. The beginning, well, you can't say anything. Salvo, what the hell are you going to say? The beginning comment that started this whole thing, I don't know. I just don't understand why, why all of this is happening. What I would like to do is kids who misbehave in school should be kicked the hell out of school and go somewhere else where they can apparently handle it. Because from what I understand, this kid who opened fire and killed 17 people was a massive pain in the ass and a huge problem, but they kept letting him come back to school anyway. Is yep. that true or is it not true? That is true. So that is true. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, why don't we, and I'm not pro-gun, anti-gun, I'm not anything in this whole deal. What I am is pro-keeping our children safe, keeping all people safe. That would be wonderful. Well, you were mentioning earlier that um, this shooting was in an affluent suburb. Columbine wasn't an inner city school. Mm, no, that was a Virginia day. Tech wasn't uh, no, inner city. Was yeah, so no. this a lot of places aren't inner city. Right. They don't know. Yeah, so they this isn't up? an inner city thing. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, so why did they was. even bring that? Oh, yes, they did. Somebody. They said, "Well, this actually happened in, a, in an affluent neighborhood, so you know." Yeah, but I mean, no, the the story isn't about how it's inner city schools I that are know. getting shot up by crazy kids. But that's what I'm asking. I keep asking these questions about this argument is. Why are we throwing our personal viewpoints on or our lives into this? Why don't we focus on keeping the children safe and keeping everybody safe? Let's do that yes. and not getting pissed in pissing matches with people because you don't agree with them politically. What I would like to say is this. There are plenty of people I don't agree, agree with politically, but I'm here to tell you, and I'm saying this live on the air, I don't hate any of you. I'm not upset. I don't hate you. You're not making me angry. You have your opinion. I have my opinion. We can somehow live together with that all going on. That's the only way we're going to get anything done because this I hate you, no, I hate you more is never going to get anything accomplished. Amen, brother. And we'll be back. Tom Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable, stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. MyPillow is offering more than 50% off his four-pack special, which includes two premium MyPillows and two go-anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. 
That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. We got a half piece. And now you're playing some music, Buster. We gotta have joy. Curtis Mayfield. Yep. Yeah, I love Curtis Mayfield. Absolutely love it. Marvin Gaye. I mean, that's when I was a kid. That, that this was the music. It was not about hey, we should all hate one another and just do whatever we can to harm one another as much as we possibly can. It was all about, why don't we kind of, you think what you think, I think what I think. It might be polar opposite, but let's try to find something we have in common. Okay, we're both human. We'll start there. So uh, we do have that in common. Instead of finding every little nitpick to say, oh, God, there's another reason I hate you. What is, I don't know. Where's the leadership? That's what I'd like to know. Well, that's the problem, is the leadership acts like that. They yes, have they been do. acting like that for a long time, yep. and that's why everybody yeah, acts true. like that. That is true, and that's the Democrats and the Republicans. It's yes, all of you. The, you all act look, like children. Look at the way Trump acts about tweeting. I mean, he just is like a child with that. I know. <sighs> and, you know, all of these presidents, all of these politicians, and once again, ladies and gentlemen, seriously, why you're taking the lead from people who are in their 80s, I will never understand. 70-year-old, 80-year-old, what they what have nothing to are. No, it has nothing to do with ageism. Any decision that's made has no effect on them whatsoever. It'll, it'll not affect them at all. Because if their life is not locked in by the time they're 70 years old, then they made some mistakes. So to have a bunch of 70, 80-year-olds making all the decisions makes no sense to me because they're not going to pay the price for it. It's not going to affect them and their lives in any way, shape, or form. And they've already been scooping up the river of gold for a long time. And that's exactly what I'm saying. They've already reaped all the rewards they're going to reap. So any damage coming to anybody is not going to come to them. You think property taxes are going to affect Nancy Pelosi? Not a bit. Not at all. Donald Trump, I mean, what is he, 74? Is he 74? Yeah, but he's got so much money, it doesn't make any difference what his property taxes are. It doesn't make any difference. So to have people like that. Well, it makes a difference in that the amount of property tax he pays is a huge part of uh, America's budget. He must pay millions and millions of dollars in property tax every year. I assume that's probably right. So Yeah, but if it's a business expense, he can probably find a way of writing that off anyway. It's your personal I don't think you can write off tax 
per like property tax. I think you can if it's a business expense. You used to be able to write your state tax off your federal tax, but I don't know if you can do that anymore. If if a corporation owns a building and they're paying property taxes on it, I'm sure that's some sort of a write-off. It has to be. I mean, here's the problem that I do have. Why aren't all taxes allowed to be written off at full amount? Because that's not income. I had to earn that money to pay taxes with it. So how is it? It's not income. So how can you tax me on something that's not income? Because they need, they want more money. That's exactly what it is. We need to suck more money out of you. I just don't. I that's think it's ha- very, very odd that. What is the number now? It's one hundred and fifty thousand for individuals per year. You're at the top tax rate in state and federal. I think so. And it's like two hundred and twenty thousand dollars for couples or something like that. Federal tax brackets. Yeah. For, you, new for 2018. Okay, new for 20. Yeah, no, new for 2018. There you go. Let's see. Okay, here. top rate. Top rate is for a single people 500,000. Oh, it's 500,000. Yes. Okay, because it was like 150,000 or something. Okay, okay so top rate 500,000, and then uh, for couples 600,000. Oh, so for two people, you get an extra 100 yeah. grand. So huh? basically, they assume that of ever, any couple, only one is working, or maybe one is like making a tiny bit of money. So six hundred thousand is top rate, and 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 that's thirty seven percent. Yes. Okay. And then what's the next lowest tax rate after that? Thirty six and a half. Thirty five. So thirty five. So it may kinda. Well yeah, and that's two hundred thousand and over. Yeah. See, that's insane. Yes. Yeah. That's absolutely insane. Two hundred thousand is thirty five percent. Six five hundred thousand is 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 thirty seven percent. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Uh, and then a up to ten thousand is ten percent, which is also weird. A family ten. of four on two hundred and fifty thousand dollars is—they're not wealthy. No, four people. No, no. no. I'm sorry. It's just not. You're not wealthy. You're you're upper upper you're, middle class. You're doing fine, but, but you're, you're not, not wealthy. Wealthy. See, the average cost of raising a child in the United States it used to be a million dollars from zero to eighteen. And they just raised the child deduction to what? It used to be like something ridiculous, like fifteen hundred dollars. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I think I may have doubled that. So. Uh, well, this says three hundred ninety thousand to raise to seventeen. So let's see. How could it have dropped by that much? I don't think it was ever a million. Well, they said on so TV that's twenty two point nine. So twenty three thousand dollars a year, and that's before tax. So if you have two kids, uh, $46,000, which is a lot of money right there. What are you doing? Jude is just acting like a psycho. <laughs> you know, you're upset. Bad dog. I'm not upset. Yeah, you are. A little I'm, bit. I'm just upset with the internet. That's all I hate. No. Here's, here's the problem that I have. This is why Catherine and I love Silicon Valley, and Andy, you would love that show. You should watch. You definitely would like that show. I don't know how the hell I missed it. Uh, it was my mistake, mm-hmm. my fault. But Doug Sprinthal told us to watch Silicon Valley. Alex Silicon. has been telling me for years. Alex has been. Yep, she watches it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it is exactly the nerds and dopes that are out in Silicon Valley that put all this crap on our on our desks, and it's nowhere near as efficient as it should be. I just love. No matter what happens, it's all making the world a better place. Yeah. Yes, it's all about making the world Every, a better place. People fall for it. People fall for it every time. Yeah, they do. Making the world a better place. But uh, do you think do you think cell phones are anywhere near as efficient as they should be? 
No. No, not even close. Is the internet anywhere near as efficient as it should be? No. It's all cluttered up with ads now. Yeah, there's a lot of traffic going towards yeah. garbage. Yeah, yeah that's very true. And your safety is at risk. I will say that my latest phone is an S8. Um, a Samsung a Galaxy. Galaxy S8, yeah. Okay. I just I keep it on um, power save mode, which basically downclock the CPU to save electricity. Mm-hmm. And even on that mode, I don't have any problems with it. So oh, I think this good. is the first... I, know I had an S6 and an S5, but I think this here, the S8, is the first cell phone I've ever had where I don't constantly feel like it's being a piece of crap for no reason. Yeah. So well, I think maybe they finally figured it out. Why did you avoid Apple? Uh, way expensive for not very much. Well, they are really, really expensive. The newest one, isn't it like $1,200 or something? For the one that has facial recognition, yes. Yeah, that's crazy. I got I got the same one that Alex got last year, and she paid $1,000 for that phone, and that's, I got it for 600 That's too uh, much money. And one year later, it drops $400. Yeah, mine, when it was brand new, was like 600 and I thought that was too much right there. 600 is crazy for a phone. Although I do use it, you know, I use it a lot, and I it's still going strong, so I'm going to use it for a long time, so, well, you know. I think that Apple phones only last two years, and then they're Yeah, they seem to. Toast. Yeah. What do you got, Molina? I got an iPhone. You have an iPhone? Do you like it? Yeah. Uh, mine is Does old, Does it live though. for more than two years? Yeah, mine will be really? four years. Wow. And you still like it? It still works for you? Yep. Did you have to replace okay. the battery or anything? Nope, I haven't done anything. The only thing I replaced was the case. You're kidding. Yep. See, maybe it's just us. Maybe it is just us. <laughs> maybe maybe the Russians are hacking our phones. The Russians. Just, they've targeted our family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. All our Russian We're propaganda. In We're in huge, huge trouble. That's all I know. That's all anyone can say. There's some stories. I'm looking at stories right now on various websites, and there are just far too many sad stories to even talk about. Fake cop fatally shoots real cop. Uh, they called CPS on free hugs, boys, family, then tragedy. There's a very famous picture of a young black kid hugging a cop, and he's scared to death. Well, apparently that kid is dead now, unfortunately. I mean, there's, just a, there's so much. It's Friday. It's good Friday. I'm trying to look for happy, laugh it up, let's have a good time. Oh, he was in that SUV thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, some, it was two white moms who adopted a whole bunch of black kids. Right. And they were all in an SUV, and one of the moms, whoever was driving, drove it off a cliff, and they what? all died. I know. Good God. So I'm wondering if they did it on purpose, or at least the one did, whoever was driving. Well, because you know, drive off a cliff. Oh, it's easy not to drive off a cliff. They have speculated that that it could have been on purpose. That oh, that is true. God. Well, yeah. It's, they're, they're if spe- you're in a car and you go anywhere near a cliff, then you should rethink things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good advice, Andy. I think it's really good advice, <laughs> Andy. I think you did a hell of a job. Now we're talking. And anyway. they are also they're coming out with like apparently the moms were like they weren't feeding them and that kind of thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it's like I always say, if people try that hard to make themselves look like good people, then they're not good people. Well, I think one yeah. of the moms has a connection to Minnesota, too. Hmm. I think you're right about that. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right Let's about that. Let's see what their names are. 
It's really unfortunate, the it's, whole thing. It's just, oh, God, it's so sad. Is that too much sad news today? Jennifer and Sarah Hart. Yeah, because it says uh, Sarah Hart pleaded guilty in 2011 to a domestic assault charge in Douglas County, Minnesota, telling authorities she let her anger get out of control while spanking mm. her six-year-old adoptive daughter. Huh. Oh, so he beat, she beat the hell out of her daughter? Spanking? Apparently. Yeah. Well, while she let her anger get out of control while spanking, so I think it turned uh, into something else, maybe. A beating. Right. That no. could only be a beating. Right. Well, yeah, but it's like I always say. I mean, should they adopted six kids who are from, I don't know, it looks like three black and three something, who knows. Mm-hmm. But it, they're trying way too hard to feel like good people to cover up the fact that they're not good people. You know, it's so amazing. Mm, that's it, a good theory. Don't you, well, seriously, I understand what Andy's saying. Don't you, when anybody is going out of their way to make themselves look like a good yeah. good person. I mean, if you want to you save a like kid. You mean like politicians yeah. and a lot of religious leaders? Yes, like yes. them. If you want to save a kid, <laughs> exactly like them. pick a kid at random and save them. It doesn't matter who they are. The only reason you would go for 100% minority kids is because you want to feel like, I'm not a bad person. Look, look who I'm saving. Yeah, but you shouldn't be able to point to somebody that too. and go, look, uh, what a good person I am because I'm putting up with them. Because well, that's basically what you're saying. Hey, maybe there are no white kids with no parents anymore. Let's find <laughs> yeah, out. Yes, I'm sure that's probably true. Yeah, I'm sure that's really, really true. No. Mm, probably not. Oh, this is sad news from the radio business. More oh. sad news. Yay. Well, KLBB's going off the air. Stan Turner, who I used to work with over at KSTP, he, uh, he was at Channel 5. He maybe still is at Channel 5, I'm not even sure. But uh, KLBB AM, the little Stillwater station that, with powerhouse programming, will go off the air at midnight Saturday after nearly 70 years of programming. Aww. In recent years, the station was best known as the Twin Cities home for Stan Turner's all-request and dedication show, the Green Bay Packers and the St. Paul Saints. Local legends like Roger Erickson and Ralph John Fritz worked there in the past. Co-owner Dan Smith said he's been receiving tons of emails and well wishes since the announcement was made earlier this year. It's been incredible, he said Thursday. You start to take things for granted. It's nice to know that people have been listening. Smith was told three years ago that the station's tower needed to be replaced. In investigating costs, he realized that it was more feasible to sell the property and build elsewhere. Ecumen, a Twin Cities nonprofit. Uh, eventually agreed to buy the land and plans to use the site to house senior citizens, but Smith still hasn't found a new home for the tower. He's hopeful that he'll eventually find a place and is holding on to the rights to the call letters for at least a year. But Smith also knows that this could possibly be the end for KLBB. I hope people remember it as a really well-programmed station that was listenable and could compete with a medium or large market while still being able to uh, serve smaller communities. In recognition of the sign-off, Turner will host an extended version of his show on Friday. Today, Smith said to expect a few surprises on Saturday. So that's good. Oh. Oh, that, what kind of newspaper is this, by the way? Newer Post, Paul Mercurio, Stephen Colbert's warm-up act, heats up MOA Comedy Club. How the hell is that news? <laughs> <laughs> it's Mercurio, news? for Christ's sake. Uh, how is that news? Oh. That's so funny. I got to tell you, last night at the gym, I almost fell off the uh, treadmill listening back to yesterday's show with him. Oh, my when God. He's talking he about, so crazy. He's talking about the Last Supper. <laughs> <laughs> so why are we all sitting on the same side of the table? Well, what's that all about? Is it a hit? 
Is it a hit? What is it? But now, when you say Paul it's Mercurio. the Last Supper, it's for you, Jesus, not everybody. <laughs> it's not everybody's Last Supper. Is it just your Last Supper, it right? Is. Who picks up the bill? <laughs> yeah, he's unbelievable. Paul is a great friend, and uh, we're going to have dinner with him next week. We're looking forward to that. We will be back. Tom Bernard Show.